Good morning. It is seven minutes after 11. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the clot shot and a whole bunch more. Uh, we've got the uh, news god, Brian Houseworth, who was literally in the studios. I was uh, at work yesterday, and he was there until like 6 o'clock last night, 7 o'clock last night, and then back at O'Dark 30 this morning. Even feeling under the weather doesn't stop him. Uh, he is with us, Brian Houseworth. Uh, we've got a cold case and a case of cold. Well, I'll tell you, there's no doubt. It was great to see you yesterday, Gary. I appreciate that very much. Um, the cold case is one you and I, and I, uh, I know your listeners were just horrified about that, and that is the case involving uh, James Wilson. We'll touch on him in just a moment. He has finally been brought back. He fought extradition. You and I talked about that. That delayed it. And I thought about two months, and we turned out we were pretty close on that um, in terms of how long it took him to come back. So we'll touch on that in a moment. But I think the, the bigger thing we're right now to let people know is that we will see some while we will see some snow today in columbia it's going to be very minor i'm looking out the window not seeing anything right now if anything it's going to be some flurries little travel impacts but gary i think the problem right now that we're looking at is thursday here in mid-missouri i talked to you know and i talked to melissa bird who runs the st louis office for the national weather service this morning and I'll get some audio from the weather service this afternoon, and, and, and we'll run some of that audio in the in the morning. But basically, the models are still adjusting. But their confidence, even from when I talked to them this morning, has actually gone up 90% confidence now. We're going to see accumulating snowfall. And I've got a map up on our website, 939theeagle.com. Columbia, Jeff City, Sedalia, basically our entire listening area uh, listening to us right now, all the way well up into northeast Missouri, over to St. Louis and back. If anybody has to do some traveling, not just looking at significant snowfall, Gary, but the temperatures are going to plummet right now. We're, we're When I say right now, between Wednesday and Thursday, we're looking at maybe minus 30 to minus 35 degree wind chill with wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. So that's going to cause all sorts of problem with blowing snow. The only good news I can give folks is I, I know I verified this with CPS and JCPS. The two major school districts here in, in mid-Missouri, Columbia and Jeff City, they both already are scheduled to be done by Wednesday. In fact, Jeff City lets out early, three hours early on Wednesday. They can always adjust that and go out even earlier, but I think they'll be okay. I also think Columbia will be okay. Um, is, I know many of, many people are wondering how many inches the number Melissa gave me today was about five inches or less. That number will probably change. Some models have us going into a blizzard. I don't like to use that word. That's a term directly out of the uh, National Weather Service report. Hopefully it won't get there. And then we have it could go down as well. So I would say the biggest thing is um, for people listening, fill up your tank. Very important there to have a full ga- tank of gas if you're going to be driving out in that at all. Make sure you're you're full by the time the snow hits early Thursday morning. And, and again, it could even come in Wednesday evening. We'll we'll find out. The other thing is make sure you have f- extra batteries for your radio in case you lose power. And then um, you know I would keep it tuned right here to ninety three nine the Eagle. Brian and, and myself will have updated Brandon too. I've updated information. 
I'll keep updating the website. But this is one that is a concern for a variety of reasons, especially, Gary, the dangerously cold wind chills. Um, and thank goodness for the people in Boonville and even Columbia that were customers of that gas company that closed shop. The governor's executive order, they, they've been able to get some, a lot of them been able to get their propane into the tanks that they already had paid for. Thank goodness, because they anybody is going to need this. Um, just make sure you, you give yourself plenty of time. But this does not look good. Hopefully it won't be. We don't want to hype it up. But this one looks like it could be very problematic. And yes, it will impact um, Christmas travel as well, because some people are already scheduled to go. So that's kind of where we're at right now. But dangerously low wind chills, snow, and then these gusts up to 50 miles an hour. And we just rarely see all that coming in at once in such a huge area. Again, go to the, our website. Basically, anybody that's listening to our voice right now, they'll be impacted Thursday, probably into Friday, too. All right. There you go. It, it, uh, if you're driving in the snow, there's, you know, today's cars, in many ways, much safer to drive in the snow. But they're the the number one rule, and I try to tell this to Eric because I was uh, where I was uh, mm -hmm. born and raised is uh, you know we'd get this lake effect snow. Uh, this sort of thing was a like a daily occurrence mm -hmm. in the winter. Be sure if you're starting to lose control that you look where you want the car to go. Mm -hmm. Do not look where the car is going. Look where you want the car to go. You'd be surprised. Your hands will, will go where your eyes are looking. That's exactly right. Uh, and it makes a big difference. That's exactly I, right. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And be careful. Be careful. If you have to go out at, at all, be careful. But no, what you said there is spot on. Yeah. And I remember we used to, uh, when I was a kid, we had to pump the brakes. Now you got ABS. It does it faster and more efficiently. They're all... All kinds of uh, great advantages to driving today, but uh, number one thing, be careful. Yes. Be careful. All yes. right. Um, Gary, very quickly um, on James Wilson here, very quickly. I talked to the CPD today, um, and I will, I'm will. i going to try if I can. I've got the weather I'm covering. If I can, I'm going to run over to court at 1.30 and try to get in on his arraignment. But this is the former Rockbridge graduate. He's accused of kidnapping and raping and attempting to murder a woman he did not know, a complete stranger. This young lady was walking to work um, back in 1984. She was raped twice. She was abducted at Wilkes and Providence, driven up to Wellington Drive, raped twice, according to the court documents. Much of the court documents I really can't go into. They're so horrific. But he's also accused of using his pocket knife to slash her throat, and that caused major damage to her trachea and vocal cords. She still she had to have multiple surgeries based on what I read in the court documents. And I did verify with CPD today. If there's anyone out there who knows this James Wilson or has any information about him, they do want to hear from you. There is a special number they have set up, which I can tell you I've been doing news a long time, Gary and Columbia. They, I don't remember a time they set up a specific phone number. They have done so in this case. 573-874-7400. The police chief has said this at the press conference. I verified it with Jeremiah um, Hunter today, the assistant chief. There could be additional victims. So if you're listening and you know who this James Wilson is or have information about another incident, please call them. Your identity will be protected. Gary? They think there are actually other victims. Yes. Yes. Wow. In in. 
the in the reason the chief said this, and I, I he said it in October at the press conference. He he actually brought it up. We didn't ask him. I was going to ask him anyway because you know in a case like this you always have to ask. But he brought it up. But his his comment was, and Jeremiah confirmed by the way they still are looking at him in other cases. I'm not aware of any other charges have been filed, but certainly they they believe that's a possibility. Basically, what Chief Jones said, Gary, to the media in October when I covered that is that basically people like this usually have a pattern of behavior. Um, This was uh, just reading the court documents. It was beyond. uh, And I've seen a lot of bad stuff. This was really, really horrific and it appeared that he had stalked her in some way because he knew where he was going and it wasn't like he just knew you know went up into this wellington drive based on the court documents he knew where he was going it was a very wooded area and she was left in the woods and and she survived basically by being able to go to someone's house and call for help because she needed to get to the hospital right away not only imagine being sexually assaulted but then this pocket knife slashing her throat so it was a very brutal attack um the frustrating thing is columbia police actually stopped his vehicle and stopped him in 1984 but they did not know it was him they were looking for a green vehicle but they did not they did not get the connection it was him so he was pulled over but he he got away and um and now he he's been you know on basically free a dna hit is what helped get him um and he was captured in north carolina so yes if anyone knows who he is or has information 573-874-7400 you can only imagine how bad that police officer feels after he finds out that he stopped this guy yeah uh it'd be terrible all right Ryan Housworth, the news god, thank you for stepping into the studio today, getting us up to date on the cold case and the case of the cold. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Right. You have a good show. You too. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You have, you have good news. You have a good news. <laughs> it's 17 minutes after the hour. Uh, Orange, uh, Orange County uh, Board of County Commissioners meeting uh, where they were talking about, uh, well, the COVID shot. We'll play the audio next. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1120. Where do they get the authority to do this? Oh, wait till I tell you. I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, the Orange County Board of uh, County Commissioners had a meeting, uh, and they, they're talking about uh, the immunization. And this was up at Citizen Free Press. I thought you might want to hear this creates a toxic spike protein in your body that can cause adverse reactions including nervous system disorders cancers and worst of all myocarditis that can lead to sudden death so you might be thinking those adverse reaction people are crazy i got the shot nothing bad happened to me i'll give you five reasons why that is first you have no idea where the tip of that needle is when they push that plunger if it's in a vein or a capillary bed those now, those particles will rapidly spread to your heart and to your brain, increasing your chances of neurologic and cardiac symptoms. Secondly, you have no idea how many particles are in that syringe. It could vary tenfold based on how it was prepared. And the more particles you get, the greater the chance of an adverse reaction. So maybe you just got lucky. Third, there is polyethylene glycol in the shot that keeps the particles from sticking together. If it degrades, and it does, you could get injected with coagulating goo that can cause a deadly stroke or a heart attack within minutes or hours. 
Fourth, the mRNA that's in the shot can degrade also. So it won't even make the spike protein at all, lessening your chance of an adverse reaction. Fifth, the more acidic your body is, the more spike proteins you will make, and that will increase the chance of an adverse reaction. So maybe you got lucky again, and your body, due to your diet or medications, was less acidic, and you made less spike proteins. But you can only be lucky for so long. The effects of this shot are cumulative. So my advice is to never, ever get one of these shots again. And if you did get one, get your D-dimer levels checked for microclotting and troponin checked for myocarditis. These problems can be asymptomatic and result in chronic disease or death in two to five years if you don't do something about it. Thank you. All right. Thank you for your comment. Wow. Uh, the, now, I think it was all fascinating. And here's the problem with this. They don't identify who this guy is. is. Is he a doctor? Is he a scientist? Who the hell is he? I have no idea. So I take it all with a grain of salt, but I thought it was interesting and that you might want to hear it. Um, again, my personal belief, this is not advice, I'm not qualified to give you advice, is that if you're under the age of 50 and in reasonable health, you probably ought not get the shot. I mean, that's my personal feeling. Uh, in fact, I'd say under 60. Otherwise, uh, you know, it is your choice. You do what you, you, do what you please. This uh, story, and Brian and I were chatting about this a few minutes ago. This, this was really crazy. Because think about this. Think about all the things the government Bans. Think about all the things the government has given itself the authority to ban. Give you an idea. It's uh, recreational drugs. Uh, there's a whole host of them. They've decided that they're going to ban them. It's for your own good, you know. Then they decided to ban uh, the government at a variety of places. Not all, but in a variety of places. Smoking in uh, private businesses. Where'd you get the authority to do that? They banned incandescent light bulbs. They banned toilets that actually flush. They, they're banning the internal combustion engine. They're banning fluorescent light bulbs. Did I say incandescent light bulbs? Because they already banned those. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. The government decides this thing. And, I'm, and I think to myself, where the hell did they get the authority to do that? Where did they get the authority to ban the incandescent light bulb? If somebody wants to make the bulb, and I want to buy the bulb, who is the government to stop me from doing this? Remember, we're the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're a free country. The innocuous little incandescent light bulb, been around since the time of Thomas Alva Edison, you can't buy them. Uh, you, you can get certain commercial versions of them and things like that, but you can't go into the... Suppose you're, you're in a tight budget, you're trying to make ends meet. You could go into a, a store and buy an incandescent light bulb, literally for pennies on the dollar. 
No, it didn't last 12,000 hours, but then most light bulbs, even the new ones, really don't. Those are under special circumstances. They didn't last as long, though, and I understand that. But you could go out if you needed some light in your house. Uh, you could just stop by and pick up a, an inexpensive incandescent light bulb. But the government has decided you can't have that. You've got to have their version of the light bulb. Is there nowhere, is there nothing they won't stoop to? I bought a sink for my wife for the, for the kitchen. And <laughs> no, it's not her Christmas gift, Brian. Brian thinks I got her a <laughs> sink for Christmas. No. Man, get to work. No, I, yeah, scrub those dishes, Gwen. No, I, I bought her a, a, a sink and a faucet and hook the thing up and you turn the water on and there's not enough pressure to blow whatever is on the sink into the garbage disposal. It just doesn't come out with enough force to do this. And, and I, I know there are some legislators in Washington who aren't familiar with garbage disposals, but uh, if you're like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's this device that hooks up to the plumbing that uh, helps uh, take some waste uh, and, and grind it up and run it uh, through the drain. Now, did you check both sides for restrictors? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard to get into. You know, I'm the king of remove restrictors. Right. I taught you how it's done. Uh, Brian, a uh, couple of years ago, was having a problem with a shower head. And I said, here, this is what you do. You take the restrictor out, and suddenly you got water pressure again. But this one is its very expensive and very challenging to get into. It's, you know, it's got one of those uh, kind of rubber hose deal with a spring on it so you can pull it off its moorings and move it around the sink. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, and I'm not sure how you get into that thing. And there's a part of me, frankly, that's afraid if I get into it and I break it, I will be in great trouble. Uh, she will kill me. But there's, there's, no, there's no water pressure. Maybe call the uh, maker of that device and ask them that, hey, I'm not really getting enough pressure here. Maybe there's... Maybe they'll tell you a little secret. Yeah, maybe there's something. That, you know, you say what you will about YouTube, but I'm not a big fan of theirs. But there are all kinds of videos that, you know, show these kinds of things. Maybe there's one for that. But anyway, the reason I brought this up is the Biden administration is proposing phasing out fluorescent bulbs. On Monday, the administration will announce a proposed rule that basically phases out fluorescent bulbs in exchange for energy-saving LEDs. This is like the only thing on their, on their minds. I almost used a dirty word. I was so close, you have no idea. I could have cost the station a license and me a job. Uh, anyway, uh, it's, it's like everything revolves around this. We, we've got to have this. We, we can't let people have those fluorescent bulbs. We can save a watt every 300 years if we make them buy these other bulbs. The new rule would more than double the minimum bulb efficiency level, and the Department of Energy hopes to have it set in stone before 2025. According to the Department of Energy, LED bulbs often last three to five times longer than fluorescent bulbs. Somebody get rid of that Department of Energy. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 11.35, and uh, I've been talking about uh, they're going to they're gonna ban fluorescent lights. This reminds me of Paul Hanby, who uh, sometimes fills in uh, on uh, Think Tank Thursday for Ron Calzone, sends me a piece that's called his Liberty Thought of the Week. And he's got a, a list here of licenses needed to live your free life. Uh, garage sale permit, food truck parking permit, food truck health department license, state sales tax license to operate a business in Missouri while forced to be a tax collector for the state, city, and county, uh, city and county business licenses to operate a business, city and state license to sell liquor, state license plus county health permit to operate a restaurant, state health permit to operate a dairy farm, state and county permit to operate a food processing company, city and state license to operate an auto dealership, state license to operate a pawn shop, state license to operate a grocery store, federal, state, and county license to operate a firearms dealership, city and state license for beauty shop facilities, state certification for cosmetology to cut shampoo and curl hair, state certification to be a manicurist, city and state license to operate a barbershop facility, state certification to be a barber in 2015, Tennessee added the requirement that barbers must have a high school diploma Possibly so you could get tutoring uh, for your child's algebra class while getting your hair cut. Not in Missouri law yet, but some barber schools require it. Um, city approval, license to operate as a building contractor or electrician or plumber. Pass the bar, then get a state license plus individual county license to practice law. State license to practice, uh, well, the list goes on and on. You get the idea. Let me go to the phones uh, because Evelyn is on the line. Evelyn, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Evelyn? Why don't I have Evelyn? What's the matter with... Oh, there we go. Hi, we Evelyn. Go. Good morning. So, as I hear it, we all feel like we're cattle being led into the stocks. And so, these light bulbs, the energy, um, energy star... Everything has to be regulated by the government, and I say follow the money. Where are they making these products? Who's in charge of this legislation? Who's traveled to those countries, and while they're talking to politicians and making deals there, their little, you know, their peeps are all running around the, you know, the country over there and making deals with businesses. And so how can we combat this going on when they legislate it and anybody who tries to come up against them, they eliminate them. You know, they if you don't have the, that license, they'll shut you down. They'll put you in jail if you stand against them. Look at what they've, I mean, I know you don't like Trump, but look what they've done to him. And all times, it always comes back. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. Look how much money they've spent to attack him the entire time he was in presidency. And if they do that to you and I, would we have the stamina to stand against them? And that's why I feel, you know, the country is going the way it is. But follow the money. And who are these people? You know, like, you talk about the gun legislation. I'd like to know who is actually putting those bills out there to shut us down way ahead of time. You know, and I talk about it a lot when I call in. But it's like, I know I don't want you to get in trouble, but can we name names? You know, how can we... Yeah, we can name names. So we look, don't I, want these people in office. I, I'm not afraid to name names. 
But voters, <clears throat> and, and I had this conversation earlier in the program, if we as voters aren't principled, if we can't sit back and say, that is simply not in the Constitution, they don't have the authority to do that, they must stop doing that, if they are unwilling to, I'm going to vote for the person who says they will do the right thing. No matter what, that's who I'm voting for. That's, that's a principled voter. We don't have enough of them. What we have are cowardly voters, Evelyn, and they will say, well, I'm more afraid of the Democrat than the Republican, or I'm more afraid of the Republican than the Democrat, so I'll vote for the other, you know, the other party. None of them have the courage to say, they're not going to fix this no matter which party. I'm going for the guys who will do the right thing. We just don't have and enough I've of always voted that way as well, and so are the people that I know. That when they understand what, what is in the Constitution, what it means, and how do we use that information? Because knowing our rights with the guns, it's like, okay, so what does that mean? Because I think a lot of people cannot think through, necessarily, what it means to them, how this right works for them. And I know you are an excellent teacher, Gary. I've listened to you. I listened to you this morning, and I did not understand that about the Constitution and this politician and what he was saying. That is not what the Constitution is for. It's for defending our, our freedom against politics, against government. It's against our borders and our, uh, against invasion. All enemies, foreign and domestic. Yes, and what exactly does that mean, and how do we fight without going to prison for it, without being, you know, thrown out of, you know, parent school teacher meetings and, you know, the school board meetings, and, you know, on every level, they just, if they continue to shut you down, and especially those parents that, are, that feel like they're standing alone while doing the right thing, I think if, you know, especially if we listen to each other, so if you came out and you said, hey, listen, they've got this, you know, lawsuit against me, you know, and this is what's going on, and this is why it's happening, but this is the Constitution, this is why I stand where I stand, then we can say, wow, I didn't know that, and we didn't know this is what's happening with the farmers, this is what's happening with ranchers, this is what's happening with small business. If we don't understand what's going on behind the scenes, everybody keeps their quote-unquote problems to themselves, but when you're being attacked, and we don't sit here and say, I'm going to stand with you, I think that's where we need to bond together with the people that are in our sphere of influence and work together for what is right and come against those that are working against us, whether, you know, on whatever level it is, and to try to work with people that don't understand, okay, my position on the school board is wrong because constitutionally X, Y, Z, because maybe it's coming from up above them. You just make it happen. I don't care what it takes. You make it happen. You do this. And so they have to put in the CRT books and the stuff that has that in it. And they don't really have an option if they want to keep their job. So well, I don't yeah. know where it's all coming from and where we start, but I'm saying to understand the Constitution, where do we stand? Stand together, but also um, don't be herded into the stocks. When you're willing you know? to stand up for something you don't like because you know it shouldn't be against the law, that's when you're principled. When you can stand up and say, look, I don't use drugs. I don't want anything to do with drugs. 
But if you want to, you have the right to. That's when you're being principled. When you can say, I don't like the, and I don't, I don't use drugs, I don't use alcohol. But I don't sit and judge of people uh, who do. You have a right. It is you. It is your body. That's the, that's the kind of thing that I mean when I say you've got to be principled. And I feel most, a lot of us are, but I don't feel like we know where that boundary is to say, okay, wait a minute, though, you crossed the line here. So this is where I draw the line. It's not personal. It's the fact that, you know, you, you wrecked my property while under the influence. Yeah, that's, or, the, that's the crime. Right, but not to, not to, how do I put it, and then legally handle it. But like you say, when it's, it's cutting my hair and they have to have a license or they can't cut my hair. I mean, I've got a lot of friends that know how to cut hair, but they quit because they didn't want to keep up with the license or they're not licensed. And so they literally, they just seal their lips right in front of you. You see them purse their lips together and give you a slight shake of the head no. And they walk away and it's almost like they're humiliated. And it's like, you know, you know, I'm sorry I asked. And it's. We have to know our legal rights. All we right, well, have listen, to know the Constitution. Listen, there is uh, on YouTube, and Brian will will direct you, we did a three-hour program on the Constitution. Have you heard it? No. Okay. Brian, it's on YouTube. Yeah, just search for Our U.S. Constitution and Gary Nolan, and it should pop right up. Okay. It is with... Um, probably Is one of the... Is there any way to split that up into small segments like radio commercials and give the best parts of it? And well, there's 12... There's 12 different segments. Right. And depending on which part of the Constitution and... I mean, he covered so much with Roger Pilon that day that... I uh, understand. Uh, but and I mean, I'm saying if, if there was a way to get bite-sized pieces out to your uneducated, you know, people so that and then have that at the end where to find the full video. Where yeah, to it, would, it would be hard to take something out of context because we talk about uh, the, the Federalist Papers, the uh, Anti-Federalist Papers. We talk about uh, the, the from literally soup to nuts. Uh, everything can you, that's can you talk about the, the the big picture and just give highlights in the this is what the Federalist Papers were and give a definition or give or give something so that it familiarizes with people with what are these terms where do we come from what is this about so that even people that are not from our country who live here now understand what it is to be an American citizen I don't think American citizens understand this I don't think they know the basics about it not my age group and I'm fifty I'm over fifty Gary and I don't know these things. I'm very ignorant, and I'm saying, you're a teacher, and we need help. Our country needs help, and it's not that I'm stupid. I'm just ignorant and uneducated on these things. That's because you probably went to government schools. I don't know, uh, but you're not, you're not stupid. You're, you're just not aware, uh, and that is the technical difference, uh, de uh, uh, definition. And I don't know what to do with the information. So when I hear this right, I don't know what that means, what I can do with it. And I also don't know who is pushing that legislation. I don't know the names. So I don't, you know, and, and a lot of people don't have time or energy to look it up. But 
if there is a way to put that information out, this person is putting this, put this legislation through this month in the Congress or in the House of our state or the, or the big government and said, be watching out for this because it's going to regulate how many cattle you can have on your land. It's going to, you know, look at how much food you can grow. It's, it's talking about these light bulbs. This is who's behind it. And guess who just came back from China less than six months ago? And they made these contracts while they were there. And so that's my thing is, you know, educating, educating, informing. That's what news is. That's what teachers do. I appreciate your show so much, Gary. It's changed my life in so many ways. Wow. And I thank you well, for always being there, both you and Brian and this this station. Well, forget, forget Brian. Forget Brian. But okay. I can't forget Brian. You <laughs> run. You're just the mouth. And I definitely appreciate what comes out. But you two are such a great team. And all right. no, I'm going all positive. I don't know how to tease. But Thanks. you guys have a great day and a merry, merry Christmas. You too, Evelyn. Thank you. By the way, you know where all that light bulb, incandescent light bulb equipment manufacturing went to, Brian? Where's that? China. <laughs> Honest, man. Yeah. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 53 minutes after 11 o'clock on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Roy is on the line. We'll uh, check in with Roy and see what's on his mind. Roy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. I was listening to Evelyn, and I recognize her frustration. I'd like to help, and I want you to correct me if I get this wrong. Ready? You're wrong. No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. You, you weren't <laughs> okay. ready. I, I got it. Um, education is not going to solve this problem because the problem is built into the process. If you want to fix the process, a great place to start would be Babka's Read the Bills and one subject at a time. If you were trying to educate the public about what's in a bill, you have to realize that the bill's not finished um, in time to review it and educate. They lump them together and they push them out the door. And we really don't have a chance to deal with our representatives in the way that it was envisioned by the people who put the system together. How do yeah, I do? But I think on the macro level, when you understand the real function, according to the founding fathers, of the government, their, their uh, limitations, uh, the, literally the doctrine of enumerated powers, then you can much more easily see that these things are not constitutional. No disagreement here. I just don't think it'll ever be popular popular enough to get legs well, until... Yes? Yeah, well, you're right, because everybody is enjoying some benefit their neighbor is paying for. And they need their ignorance. Their ignorance is precious to them, because if they had to stare in the face of things that they're doing, they wouldn't like it. Well, I'll give you an example. And you and I have talked about government schools. You and I both agree they're a terrible idea. And if you said, as a politician, vote for me, I want to be your governor, I want to be uh, your mayor, or whatever, and I will eliminate public schools, they'll never vote for you. And they, expect, and they expect that those schools will exist so that both parents can go to work. It's quite possible that directly and indirectly the public school system is the largest employer in this nation. Well, they are certainly the largest purveyor of crap in the nation. <laughs> should, should crap even be purveyed? Shouldn't it be, you know, sort of, 
should be flushed down those micro toilets. They don't use more than a gallon of water. Roy, thank you. That? Mine don't work. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Literally. You talk about it. Think about this. We've talked about this a million times, and there's some people who agree with me. Most of you don't. Most of you think government school, public school, why, how could we ever get our kids educated without it? And the other argument is, well, I have to go to work. These kids have to go somewhere. Wait a minute. So you're going to you're gonna make me rent my house from the county so you can go to work? Because you're too unwilling to sacrifice for the child you created? That's it's outrageous. And most people don't have the foresight. They cannot envision how education could work without the government. We'd be in a much better place if we never had government education. If the government had never had anything to do with education, we would have the, the most literate, hardworking, intelligent people in the world in this country. And we would be more prosperous than we have ever been. And we would because, well, first, your kids wouldn't be handed a load of poo on a plate and told these are facts and data you have to remember. Propaganda, if you will. Yeah, you have to control the brainwashing, don't you? Yeah, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. But, you know, you, you unprincipled voters... You get unprincipled legislators. And you can go right down the line. You, there are so many things that Americans accept that shouldn't be accepted, and nobody's willing to do anything. Do your homework. Learn about the Constitution. Understand the doctrine of enumerated powers. Realize what government is supposed to do. Philosophically, it is not supposed to make your life better. It is only supposed to help protect you from the outside world, to protect your rights. Essentially, that's it, to protect your rights. Your right to go unencumbered from one area of the country to the next. Your right to earn a living. Your right to pursue happiness. Doesn't guarantee your happiness. Doesn't guarantee your kids won't go hungry. Doesn't guarantee you'll have a, a job. It just protects your right to pursue those things. Up against the clock, Glenn Beck coming up. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, Carpe Diem. Glenn, baby, honey, coming home.